Welcome to Let's Talk to Animals. My name is Shannon Cutts. I'm with Animal Love Languages. Over here on my shoulder is Pearl Cutts, my feathered supervisor and soul bird. He never misses an episode. And we're here today talking about animal communication. <laughs> Those of you who are watching the, the video know that Pearl is going absolutely crazy over here because I have, oh my God, braided my hair. And that is just a big no-no. Um, we are talking about animal communication, animal intuition, interspecies communication. Uh, this is something that I feel passionately about sharing. It is all of our birthright. It is something that is available to every human animal as well as every non-human animal. It's just that most of us have never heard of it. And if we have heard of it, we think it's reserved for those lucky special people. It couldn't possibly include us. And so Let's Talk to Animals is a podcast devoted to helping, helping us awaken to our ability to connect and communicate with all the other species we share this wonderful round blue and green planet with and talking with talented animal intuitives and animal communicators who are leading the charge by instructing students and offering intuitive sessions to help people and their pets connect. Today's guest is Kara Gubbins from California. So excited to have you on our show today. Welcome, Kara. Thanks, Shannon. I'm really happy to be here talking with you. Yeah, it's wonderful to see your face. And for those of us who are listening in, I you just have such a beautiful melodic voice and it'll I think it'll be a joy for you to listen to Kara today. So, you know, I always like to get started in our sessions by simply asking, um, asking, you know, the big elephant in the room question, when did you even know that talking with animals was a thing when it was, did you even know that it was possible? It took a long time for me to figure that out um, because when I was a kid, I was fascinated by Dr. Doolittle and I thought it was real then. <laughs> I was like, well, cool, I'll do that when I grow up. And I was quickly dissuaded of that illusion, which was not an illusion, but uh, that's a whole other story. But it, it took me until I, um, I went through college, I got a master's degree, I got a PhD, I bought a house, I got my first dog as an adult. And, um, and I'm a voracious reader, so I'm always reading stuff. But all through that time, I still had that longing to connect with animals in that deep way. And I, I really um, kind of latched on to anything in pop culture that made it seem like maybe it was possible. So like King Solomon's ring that he used to translate with the animals, um, Star Trek, Spock mind melding with the humpback Love whale, it. you know, there was all these things. And, and I found a book, um, probably in, I want to say somewhere around 2000, the nineties or 2000, somewhere in there, um, which was about animal communication. And so I was reading this book and my dog Iko was with me and we were sitting in the backyard and I thought, well, I'm just going to try one of these exercises and see what happens. And so I sent her the thought, if you go in the house, I'll give you a treat. And we were just, I was sitting on a chair. She was lying on the ground next to me. She turned her head and looked up at me and was kind of like, really? Like, that's all I have to do. And she got up and she trotted inside the house. And I was like, oh, crap, I better get up and go find a mm -hmm. treat. 
I didn't think it would really happen. And that was my first inkling of, wow, there's something there that's real. That was my first experience. Incredible. Incredible. And so, so often this is our first experience of, okay, you know, let me just try this out so I can reassure my restless mind that this really is totally woo and out there and it's never going to work for me. I mean, I remember, and I've shared this often in these, in the series, you know, when I first had my very first experience communicating with an animal and I really, really thought I was going to be the only person in our class who wasn't going to get anything <laughs> You know, I'm going to be the one with the sign that's like remedial student. And it's, you know, it's just, I really do feel like the, the animal I happen to be connecting with, which was an iguana more than, in fact, I'm, it's occurring to me that my shirt color today, for those of you who are watching on YouTube is about the same color as the iguana skin that I was talking to that day. And I just remember totally expecting it to be a cat or a dog and seeing this yellowish skin and being like, "Mm, I don't think that's a dog, you know, and realizing, oh my God, I'm talking to an iguana here and it was just I really feel you know the animals are like chomping at the bit to talk to us and we'll we'll meet us more than halfway if we just put forth a little bit of effort so that was your first experience you just decided to give it a try my first experience was when I signed up for a class because my, you know, you've got you know, so much um, formal education under your belt and so much, uh, so many different degrees and so much knowledge. I hadn't been to a class, to a formal, formal class since, you know, back in the day when I graduated to college. So I was like, okay, if I want to learn something, I have to sign up for a course, you know, and yet so many people that is not how we come to animal communication. And so what, you know, I want anyone who's listening or watching to, to, to really take away from today's um, episode is that it may already be happening. And if you're not sure it's happening, maybe you might wanna give Kara's method a try with your animal. And we would love to hear how it goes. If you want to post in the comments or send, you can always send me an email, Shannon at animallovelanguages.com. Kara Gubbins, that's her website, C-A-R-A-G-U-B-B-I-N-S.com. You can reach out to her, share, share your experiences, tell us how it goes. Um, so I guess the next natural question, and you guys who are about to try this, this exercise, you can bookmark this, but what is it like? Like, does it feel like talking to a person? Does it feel different? Does it change from one animal to the next? You know, that's another big question. Like, well, how do I know I'm really doing it? You know? Yeah. And I I think the answer to that is um, not very straightforward because everybody is so different and we receive intuitive information through all of our senses. So um, it may feel like talking to a person, but it may feel like you just all of a sudden are overcome with this memory of a time that you were sick when you were a little kid and that's intuitive information. And so it can feel a lot of different ways. Um, It can feel 
like really exciting. It can feel like a buzz of energy. It can feel like nothing's happening, and yet it really is. Um, and so it's, it's like, I don't want people to look for, oh, well, that's how I'll know because it'll feel that way or something like that, because it can feel all different ways, just like walking down the street can feel so many different ways. Sometimes it feels great. Sometimes it feels scary. Sometimes it's just like, I'm just walking again. Cause I always walk here. But um, I think each one of us has our own intuitive language that we can develop and get to know and appreciate more, get to recognize more. So for me, when I teach my students how to do this, um, it's really about the first step is getting quiet in ourselves. So we know when something that's not us comes up and whether it comes up that we hear some words or we flash on an image or we feel something in our body doesn't really matter because it's all intuitive communication, but it's being able to recognize, Hey, wait a second, that came from somewhere else. That's not me. That's so interesting. So is there anything special that somebody who's brand new, like pretend I'm brand new, I've never done this, I haven't even talked to an iguana, like nobody. Is there anything, because you know, it's like the mind likes to prepare. Maybe it's seamless. Yes, it's, you know, part of our, you know, I am human operating system. And yet, it feels, I mean, for so many of us, it feels like such a special experience. It's almost like, well, shouldn't, shouldn't we go like, you know, you know, meditate or, you know, burn some incense or light a candle or do like, how do you, how do you work with somebody who is absolutely brand new and get them into even a headspace where they're calm and quiet enough to just maybe take in some messages? What would that be like? Well, you just nailed it. It's, it's oh. really about setting the stage for, for it to happen, right? Getting calm and quiet. How do you do that? You know, everybody does that differently, but there's a lot of really reliable ways. Walking in nature, dancing, playing music, listening to music, meditating, um, driving a car. I don't recommend that one. All right. <laughs> But, you know, you can kind of get on automatic when you're di driving down the freeway and you're just kind of on autopilot and your brain can go into a meditative kind of state. So whatever works for you to get into that kind of zone is going to help you with animal communication. And that's why, you know, I teach my four-step system and the first step is all about how to do that. <laughs> so we spend a few weeks on that process and that's something that, you know, if you, you do uh, grounding or meditating or just deep breathing, um, any of those practices, those are setting you up to be successful with anything intuitive, but especially in this case, animal communication. I really, I tell my students that this is, you know, a class in awareness. So anything you do to increase your awareness about anything is going to help, right? So the more you're aware of smaller details around you or how you feel or what you're paying attention to, where your mind went, any of those practices will also help you with animal communication because it's really about receiving the signals that are already out there. 
it, it's already happening. It's just, we aren't aware of it at the conscious level. So it's training yourself how to be conscious of these subtle things. And to do that, we usually have to do exactly what you said, which is quiet our minds, be still in our bodies and pay attention. I'll tell you what, you know, but in, in a, in a previous life, uh, earlier in, in my life, I was a, uh, a singer songwriter and I used to get like my best ideas for, for original songs would come in two places, either when I was sleeping and I of course didn't want to wake up, you know, and like grab my record. I mean, but I literally would keep a recorder by my bed and a notepad just in case, or when I was in the shower, you know, so like two times and it was like totally hard for me to write the ideas down. And maybe it was because my mind was kind of offline. You know, so my other senses were open. When I started learning animal communication, my favorite thing to do, and I still do this if I have time, was to go outside, take a little walk and hug a tree. Because I I just thought, well, you know, trees, they have roots that go very deep. They're very old. They've seen a lot. They've been around the block, so to speak. And I just figured if I could just hug a tree and connect in with the tree's energy, it would take me straight to the center of the earth and the heart of the world. And so I would just go out and I would literally, I would be the person in my neighborhood that would be hugging the giant live oak and praying, please help me connect, help me hear the animals. Yeah. And, it, you know, it sounds woo, but it totally worked. And it also really got me outside of myself because it didn't matter how empty the street was. And I was like, okay, now's a good time. Nobody's around. You know, I'm going to go hug this enormous Oak. We have a lot of them in our neighborhood. Inevitably that would be the moment when the family on bicycles would turn down the street or, you know, you Amazon prime would show up, but, you know, it just, so it just really took me outside of my self focus and really put me in a space of being open to anything to whatever and so much my first animal communication teacher called it energy management which I think is a, a really interesting way to frame it I almost have to go one step further and just say it's it's mind management because if my mind is going 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 it's having a you know a, a party of one a, a, mon a great conversation where only it is talking it's unlikely I'm going to be able to pick up on anything else so it's about well, it's like quieting if you're them. talking, you can't listen, right? Exactly. Exactly. Just like what I was doing, guys. Don't do what I just did. So, you know, it, it feels like the next logical progression. Of course, for me, you know, I, I went and I I found a teacher and that was ex oh, those of you who are watching, there are some extremely large predatory butterflies outside of our window was that an, an, another enormous off-limits butterfly i know they're huge and scary aren't they some of the butterflies are literally as big as he is so sorry about that um the next step you know often feels like getting a little structure underneath us you know maybe we've had an experience like you with your dog maybe some of those um some of our wonderful listeners or viewers today will will go and try that with your animal you know, dangle a little motivational something in front of them and see what happens. Okay, that worked. Now what? You know, like, let's put a little structure. Where do we start? How do we get going? Um, and that's really what this podcast is about, is helping people who are interested plug in in areas that really resonate for them. So 
Um, I always like to start by asking, you know, how how you started that journey for yourself, you know, to put some structure under what you experienced and start, you know, developing your way. You referenced your four-step method. You know, how, how did that come about? Well, for me, I started um, really pursuing animal communication 13, 14 years ago. So it's um, kind of hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Very general. We're not trying to get into your proprietary system or anything. I really want to clarify that. It's just. Um, oh, no, no, no. It's all good. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, everybody's going to. It's so easy to start comparing yourself to others. I've totally fallen into that trap myself. Oh, well, they do it this way, you know, versus, oh, I should maybe should try that versus, wait a minute. I need to allow the animals to lead me and unfold my way yeah you know and what is that but look I, I think like? it's a lot easier now to find your way because you know back when I started the internet was a thing but nobody had websites it wasn't right we conducted business and life and nobody was I could not find an animal communicator who could teach me how to do it at that time and I'm sure they were out there I just couldn't find them mm-hmm. so I really um kind of took it on myself because this childhood longing really came back and just kept getting bigger and bigger. And so I thought, well, I'll just try to piece it together myself. And there was a local psychic in town who was teaching a one-year psychic training program. I thought, well, that's probably a good place to start. And so I signed up for that program. And at the same time, I signed up for a master's degree in spiritual psychology and wow. so I, I took these two courses at the same time, the, the psychic training program for a year to develop my intuitive abilities and the spiritual psychology um, ended up being three years of a master's degree. But, um, but that was really a really powerful combination for me because the spiritual psychology helped me clear my blocks um, to doing this work, to going public with it, to, you know, basically to being who I was is really the bottom line. I started clearing away all of these shoulds, all this stuff that was not who I really was and learned how to just be who I am. And at the same time, I was doing this psychic training. And so the marriage of those two paths was that, when I got to be myself, what did I want to do? I wanted to talk to animals. And so that's where I put my focus and my energy. So I took all of my psychic training and really applied it to becoming an animal communicator. And the spiritual psychology side of things is still very much a part of my daily life. I really um, make a conscious effort pretty much every day to catch myself in limiting beliefs and anything that's going to hold me back from just being here and realizing my potential. And so that's now, of course, been incorporated into the classes I teach. But it it was, um, you know, kind of a bumpy road for a while there. And yeah. then um, for me, it was the combination that really was the magic because, I, I had this dream and this drive and this ambition and it wasn't happening. And it was literally clearing one of those blocks 
that opened up Pandora's box. And the next day I talked to a friend's dog and it hasn't turned off since then. And that's 12, 13 years ago now. So um, I, I really understand the path and that's what I help my students with too, is not only giving them the skills and the practice and the structure for doing the thing, but also clearing the blocks to doing the thing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And that's really important because most of us have not had the great good fortune to um, be raised in and, and instructed in um, a community that's very open to all things outside of the mental intellectual space. And so there can be some very strong limiting beliefs. There can be some fear factor issues that come up. What will other people think? What do I think about all this? You know, what, how will pursuing this path change my life and, you know, change the structure of my relationships, change how I see myself, change how other people see me, change my preferences in terms of who I spend my time with and how I spend my time. And so it can, you know, it's, it's good to be gentle with yourself when you start on a path like this, if you don't feel like you have a lot of support in your life. Uh, for me, finding, you know, as a, as a highly sensitive person, an empathic person, a psychic person, and, and, and I'll just PS that by saying, I truly believe that we are all psychic. I truly believe we can all speak with other species. And um, I mean, the evidence we speak with our own species and that's hard enough. So, you know, that we definitely, it often is actually easier speaking with animals because we don't have to pick through all the layers and all of the facades and the personas that are going on with people. But, you know, it, it takes us into a new space. I often share that when I started communicating with animals, I, it felt like there were parts of myself that, were activated or turned on that I didn't even know were there. And I've been alive for five decades now. So I kind of thought I know mostly knew most of my stuff and myself and, but the, you know, and so it was like, it really, it did feel a little jarring. I felt a little floaty there for a while, but the moment I started studying with the teacher, I also met a, a community of others who were, super interested in exactly what I was interested in, which is helping animals, connecting with animals, communicating with animals. And I belonged in a way I've never really belonged before in other places in my life. And they gave me the support to keep going. So it's like, it's not like you're going to have to, I just really want to emphasize this because so many of us don't feel like we necessarily have the support. I mean, we're, we're what I like to call the saltwater taffy generation. Like we're right in between like the dark ages and the light where it's like, you know, we're kind of opening up to the extra sensory and, and other ways to receive and share information, but we're not totally there yet. So just understand like, Kara, you have a, um, tell us a, a little bit. I know you have a, um, a practicum group and you have uh, a, a training course and you have, so let's say, you know, when, if you're thinking about um, those of you who are listening or watching, you're signing up with one of Kara's programs, you're going to start meeting other people that are, that are a lot, that are kind of your people, 
you know, in your tribe and they're a lot like you and they have share similar interests. So you're not just going to be hanging out there by yourself. That's what I really want to emphasize. Like you're, you will be supported and you don't have to tell anybody else in your life. If you don't want to, you don't have to have a reason. You don't have to want to, you know, go into business. You don't have to have any reason at all for just unpacking your birthright and exploring this other piece of you that maybe you've never had the chance to explore before. So Kara, can you speak a little bit more about like what your groups are like and how people connect with you and with other students? Yeah, so um, I, I agree with you that there's real value to having community and there's real value to having structure. It's why, you know, my gym makes so much money off of me. <laughs> the classes are at a certain time and I have to go and I know I need that because I won't do it on my own. Um, and, and then I, I'm there with a bunch of other people and it's all fun. And, um, and so I bring that to my programs as well. Um, so I have kind of, you know, depending on where people are at, I've got different options available. If you've never um, tried animal communication, I have a free quiz that will help you identify which type of animal communicator you are naturally. So you can start the easy way. Um, so that's a, a great place to start. And then I have a beginning animal communication class that's 12 weeks and has um, live meetings and community support and a Facebook group. And so you get the training, you get the community, you get the structure, you get a lot of flexibility and you get that foundation for everything that comes later. And then for people who may already have taken a class somewhere else, or they have, um, you know, taken a class with me, I have a monthly mentoring group where we get together and we do Q&A and coaching and we all talk to the same animal at the same time and compare notes. And it's a great place to get to know each other, to get to understand all the different ways that animal communication can show up among different people and within yourself, because it could be different with a horse or a cat or a goldfish, or it can be different between this cat and that cat. And so it provides a little structure and continuity and a place to check in and get reassurance. And then I also have advanced classes and I have my pride and joy, which is my animal wisdom circle. And that's uh, for animal communicators who wanna use animal teachers and communicating with animals as a vehicle for personal growth. And, and that's to me, um, the ultimate expression of animal communication is to go to the animals and say, look, who are you? What's it like to be you? And what, how, what can I heal in myself so I can be more like you also? So that's a lot. You it is a lot. lot. Yeah. You have a <laughs> I was lot. To make so, it and that's simple though. No, and it, it really helped. That's why I wasn't about to tackle it. I figured I would let you do it. But because um, I, I certainly, um, I had shared before we pushed the record button here that um, that was kind of how I found you was I, I found one of your videos on YouTube and I just adored the way that you so clearly and simply lined out, you know, these are the ways that you can receive information. This is kind of how you can tell where some of your innate strengths or are, you know, let's just call them open channels when already open channels to receive information may be. And so, you know, are you a feeler? Are you a seer? Are you a knower? Are you a sensor? You know, it, there's so many different ways that information comes in, which can make it feel very different 
when you're communicating with an animal. Let's say there's you and your friend are both communicating with the same animal and one of you is receiving images and you're receiving feelings. It may transmit the same message, but the animal is smart enough to send the information through the channel in you that's the most open to receive it. And with time, like for me, I tend to get most of my information in knowings, which was really challenging for me at first. I kind of thought I wasn't doing it right because I wasn't getting, you know, a word or, or a, a feeling or a taste or a smell or a sensation. And it was like, it was kind of coming in this little package, you know, um, little care package, if you will. And it took me a while to, to understand that knowing was a way. Mm-hmm. That that was a way to receive the because I thought well you know most of the people I knew were getting words or these mini movies and I thought well I should be doing that and it's just about understanding there's just like there's all kinds of ways to communicate with another human and the largest chunk of any communication is actually nonverbal think of it this the same way for communicating with an animal so this is where a teacher can be really invaluable. And that's why I really wanted to have you on this podcast, Kara, because I feel like you do such a good job of unpacking how can you start tuning in, finding your open channels, use those, play your strengths, and then start working to unfold all those other ways because we can all receive information on all of those channels. It just depends, you know, we're all unique and whatever it is that's already open in us well, let's start there, have some success, and that'll give us the, the brave that we need, you know, the courage to start exploring some other, some other ways to receive information as well. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful that you took the time um, to be with us. I highly recommend um, those of you who are listening and watching, um, check out Kara Gubbins, and that's G. U, B is in boy, another B, I, N is in Nancy, S.com. And, um, and there's lots of fun freebies as well as ways to connect with, uh, with a private session with you, which is another great way to experience the animal confirmation, uh, animal communication is, is really, it, it, you can feel it. You can feel it when, you know, when they're, when a communicator is tuned in with your animal, you can feel it. Your spidey sense will tell you. Um, that's a great way to get started. And uh, and then check out the programs and the opportunities to be uh, be with other students and receive mentoring and embark on your fresh new adventure. So uh, those of you who are listening or watching, if you've enjoyed this this podcast thus far if you enjoyed this episode please give us a like give us a share give us a five-star review do whatever it is that needs to be done on the platform that you found us on Uh, we truly appreciate it it really makes a difference you can also find me shannon at um, animallovelanguages.com but more importantly you can find pearl there my feathery sidekick Um, he's a master communicator and is happy to share everything he knows as loudly as he can so um, have all um, if you have any questions or any comments you just want to share the results of your experiment with your pet we talked about earlier you know how to find us and we will be back with you very soon so thank you again Kara for your time
and your generosity. And we look forward to being with you very soon. Bye for now. Thank you.